I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Today I'm chatting with Jeeva Kumar, also known as a Serum Indian, based in Singapore. I was in Singapore a couple of months ago, which we touched on. Had a great evening out with him in the community up there. He's a top guy. Uh, I feel better, uh, you know, for meeting him in person and knowing him. As I say, uh, really great guy doing great things in the community and an MVP, of course. So full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 209. Let's get on the show and chat with them. Jeeva, welcome to the MVP show. Hey, Mark. How are you? Thank you. Thanks for having you on the show. Good to have you on the show. Have we ever met? Yeah. So I think it's once uh, in Singapore recently <laughs> before uh, <laughs> all this COVID situation. And uh, I hope you remember all the uh, funny things we did. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. I did. Entertaining, I think we call them. Entertaining things that we did. Yeah, something you never experienced, I believe. <laughs> yes, correct, correct. Um, what uh, Jeeva is referring to is that in December... Uh, just before the whole COVID thing started causing everybody's mess in life, um, I was in Singapore and we had an evening out of frivolity and uh, dinner and, and a range of things. It was was fantastic. Um, but let's let's talk about you. Can first of all tell us tell us your origin story. Where you from? Who are you? Those type of things for those listening. Sure. So uh, myself, uh, Jeeva Rajan Kumar, uh, people call me Jeeva because it's very difficult to pronounce my whole name. And uh, I also go with the uh, nickname as CRM Indian uh, in my Twitter and uh, my blog as well. So I have a blog named crmindian.com. And I'm basically from Chennai, that's uh, southern part of India. So it's the capital of a state called Tamil Nadu. And it's um, more of a culturally, uh, I mean, culturally preserved state, I would say. But still, uh, people are so you not know, religious and you know, culturally following the traditions. Yeah, I, I currently working in Singapore. Uh, it's been uh, two and a half years since I started working in Singapore. Okay, okay, and that's of course where I met you most recently. Now, how are you finding with the whole COVID situation? Is your family still back uh, home, or or are they with you? Uh, the family is stuck in India, unfortunately. Um, this COVID situation is a mess, if you ask me personally. Uh, like everything's changed within a week, uh, so there was everything was fine, absolutely normal back in India and here in Singapore. And then within a week, lots of things changed, and it's still continuing. Like every day, the counts is increasing, the count are increasing, and it's getting scary. But I'm just trying to keep myself, you know, busy on the community work and uh, what else. So, so tell us, what do you do in your day job? What do you normally do? So I work as a business application consultant uh, in a marine-based uh, firm, which is based out of Norway and Singapore. And they also have branches in Bulgaria, Dubai, USA as well. 
So they basically develop uh, exhaust gas cleaning systems for all type of vessels, the ships in the marine uh, industry. So my role uh, in this company is to uh, develop, maintain and administer Dynamics 365 applications and a bit of you know, business central as well. So uh, we have case management and sales happening in Dynamics 365 customer engagement and procurement and accounting in the business central. So uh, we'll be extending uh, the servicing with the field service soon. Tell us a bit about the community in Singapore. You know, I know that you're, you're heavily involved in it. What's the story with the community there? Well, uh, in Singapore, it's all started last year, February, if I'm not wrong. So that time there was not an active user group for business application here. So initially we were uh, like four of us, uh, myself, uh, Deepesh Romani and uh, Sanjeev Vengatram and uh, Kasun Patirana, who is currently in New Zealand. So we, yeah, so I believe you know most of them, I mean, all, all of them. So uh, we decided that, you know, we had to do something about it because we usually do some guest sessions through the support of other user groups, organizers like, you know, from Data Platform, Azure. And the response was really good. You know, the people, uh, like consultants, customers and partners were very much excited about it. And we thought, you know, uh, after seeing the overwhelming interest from people, we thought to start a local user group that will keep themselves updated in the rapidly evolving product. And also in this part of world um, where there are more on-premise implementations you know, currently than the online, uh, chances of people to explore the latest features and to get the full taste of the product was very slim. So so why is that? Why, why um, a, like, you know, there's a data center in Singapore from Microsoft what, why is this, and I mean, you know, how I know that is because in New Zealand and Australia, that used to be our main data center until, you know, Australia uh, opened their failover data centers. And of course, we've just recently had announced data centers coming to New Zealand now as well. So we'll be our own geo. But how come so many organizations in Singapore are still very on-prem focused? Well, uh as per my understanding, the reason is uh, most of them are banks and uh, government institutions. So most of the projects are government-based projects and banks. And uh, they had started it with on-premise, of course. Uh, but I can see the changes now. Recently, uh, small and medium-scale industries are uh, going with online. Even uh, I knew that uh, one of the government projects itself is going to be on online uh, so it, it's changing, but yeah, it, majority of the implementations are still with on-premise, but I believe the digital transformation that COVID has made will make more impact on that as well going forward. Tell me about PCF. What are you, what are you getting up to these days with PCF? Is that one of the areas that you like to play in inside of Microsoft Business Apps? Well, yeah, um, last year when the PCF was released in the preview, uh, it was like a wow factor for developers like us. So I started my career as a Dynamics 365 developer and before that a .NET developer. So, you know, um, where we had to depend on heavily on the iframes and, you know, like uh, other uh, applications. And the PCF was uh, very relieving for us and it was quite exciting. So, but recently I have not active, to be honest with you, but last year, so I managed to develop uh, three controls for the PCF and one on the custom rating and other one on the like a sub-business process flow. Another one was the rich text editor where you can have chart and uh, UML diagrams, something like that. Mm. And um, there was a community uh, video, like uh, 
which was supposed uh, which during that last ignite i believe uh, yeah last year ignite in the usa so that time i had prepared the uh, community video collecting the video clips from all the most of the pcf contributors and putting together stitching together and releasing it <laughs> you recently did an article around cosmos db um you know azure cosmos db and and dynamics 365 integration what are your use cases that you're seeing that uh, you know we know that underlying cds has cosmos db as part of it but what are the other use cases you're using you're, you're using it for here? Well, uh, th- this Cosmos DB uh, use case that I've taken is for uh, the IoT management, IoT device management. Uh, the reason uh, the Cosmos DB was there, was put into there is because we will be having a variety of uh, IoT devices. When you're talking about the real-time scenarios, uh, you know, where the inputs could be in different format, the data that comes from the devices could be in different format, and they had to be real time as well. So, uh, and Cosmos DB is very much suitable for that. You know, uh, providing the elasticity and uh, and the performance, and also the uh, data type. It can have uh, you know the independent on the data type. So, so that scenario, I had to just take a minimal version of what uh, we are trying to achieve in the real time. So, I just had this um, MX chip. And taking just the temperature and humidity from that, and uh, just putting to the uh, Cosmos DB, and from there uh, through stream analytics, I just managed to publish it to the Power BI, and also developed a flow to read the data from the Cosmos DB, and show it in the Power Apps in real time. So it was a cool. Uh, I mean, uh, it was really cool um, uh, combinations that I would say, which made really simple. I hardly wrote a very few lines of code. And for the IoT, it was uh, sample code is available right there. And for just a couple of select query in the Cosmos DB, to be honest with you. How long have you been an MVP now? Well, uh, it was uh, last November, so six months from since being an MVP. Not long. And what has that meant to you? Is, has anything changed in your career specifically since becoming an MVP? Well, uh, to be honest, with respect to my work, uh, there was not much because uh, when I joined this company, I was not MVP. I mean, when I attended the interview, I was not MVP. After I joined, uh, uh, then my team came to know that I'm MVP. And uh, that, that doesn't mean much uh, with respect to work. But uh, personally, uh, to me, as a, as a consultant and, and as a community lead, it matters a lot. Yeah, so I get to... Um, uh, there are a plethora of information available, you know, and which you can access. And uh, my favorite out of this is to access the DLs and, you know, interact with the product team directly. And I have not, uh, I have not asked any questions or gave suggestions yet, but I follow the DLs and know what is happening around us. And it's quite interesting. And uh, also I love the non-NDA Slack group, uh, which we have, uh, it's quite fun over there. Lots of knowledge sharing and, you know, um, fun there. You're talking about the DLs, which are, um, for those listening, of course, are lists that are, um, uh, you know, provided by Microsoft that give us access directly to the product team. And uh, under NDA, we can ask questions and, of course, get some very detailed insights and answers from that team. So the best thing about being an MVP for you is what? Well, um, as I said, the first thing would be um, access to the information and the connecting with the fellow MVPs and other experts uh, with uh, remotely and also in user group. Uh, so, you know, um, 
yeah so that's that's the main thing and apart from that uh, definitely gives me the credibility uh, so when i go on the stage and talk you know with respect to the virtual event or its in person event uh, it definitely gives certain range of credibility so that you know even people uh, will give more attention to you, you know at least and it helps uh, to get the information passed in what we wanted to do and yeah and definitely um, as a giving back to the community um, nominating another mvps is something which you know i am looking forward to do i have not done anyone but i will definitely do you know like uh, because there are lots of a uh, few folks who i know really who deserve it and who have been working very hard and spending lots of time to the community despite their busy schedules and family responsibilities like you know mothers and something like that yeah yeah so so who nominated you how did you you actually become an mvp well <laughs> my uh, mvp journey is uh, quite long uh, to be honest with you so it all started in 2017 even before coming to singapore so i used to participate in uh, azure and iot user groups in chennai uh, back in my hometown because there was no uh, biz apps uh, meet up there even till now there is nothing <laughs> so i was quite regular to those events and i had done couple of guest sessions uh, there you know in dynamics crm at that time and i used to do uh, Uh, answer some questions in community forums as well and of course uh, i developed some pcf tools last year and then um yeah so and my biggest inspiration uh, for the mvp was podcast uh, i don't know if it's totally new if you heard so um the inspiration was podcast like you no know, crm audio podcast and uh, microsoft business application podcast from you and crm mvp podcast from uh, gus gonzales So I believe at that time it was around end of 2018 uh, MVP show I started as well and uh, and I hear lots of stories about the MVP and the journey and it gave me an idea about what exactly it is going to be or no like because people from different background with different experience I shared their uh, different journey it was you know I am glad that and uh, I am blessed that I have made into the very same show now <laughs> and uh, <laughs> talking about the nomination yeah it was done by Deepesh Somani uh last year when we were doing the community activities and there was also very good support from uh, local microsoft as well and you know they were encouraging me to do uh, push myself you know to do more and yeah tell me tell me uh, so i just want to go back to singapore a bit more cuz it's a it's an interesting city and in how it's been created and has quite a diverse community what are some of the things that you you're doing as a community in singapore to stay connected with covid yeah so um in singapore so as i said we started we four of us started the community but uh it grew into a big group so we are like almost 10 12 of us who are very active and we are like a you know family now we share our you know hard times and good moments and i believe you had met some of them when you were visiting singapore here and and even now, now when you when you, when you say there's about 10 or 12 of you you're talking about just the people organizing right yeah. not the actual all the people in the community yeah gotcha carry on and later uh, the vibe you know uh, ex- expanded and uh, right now we have an active community in uh, malaysia philippines and we have even two mvps now in philippines and uh, thailand indonesia and recently from vietnam as well so with respect to covid So in fact uh, we were one of the early adopters on making the user group events virtual uh, sorry for boasting myself <laughs> so the global power platform bootcamp um, that happened on february was supposed to be an in person event 
but at that time, there were few COVID-19 positive cases already in Singapore. Uh, outside of China, I believe Singapore and a few other countries had some positive cases at that time. And it was not you know, spread to uh, Europe or other parts of the world. So considering that, uh, I thought, you know, instead of uh, risking uh, people's safety, it was better uh, to drop it. But I also very desperate to have Singapore and Malaysia to be part of the event. So what I did is I informed to Kunal uh, Tripathi, uh, who is the organizer uh, of that event. He's, uh, he's up in India. Is it? Sorry, he's up in um, uh, Canada, yeah, right? Yeah, in Calgary, in Canada. Yeah. So uh, I told him about that you know, uh, Singapore and Malaysia would like to have it uh, on the uh, teams instead of you know, in person. And he was very happy about it and he just showed a green signal. So that's our very first virtual user group started in Singapore. And we have been continuously doing that since then. So we usually, when we do in-person, we follow a pattern where you know, we do monthly meetups every month. And uh, once in a quarter, we do a whole day event like a hackathon or a whole day session. So we are still continuing that. In fact, this May 2nd, we had an Asian um, level uh, event where we had parties, uh, speakers from all these countries, which I just told you. And yeah, more exciting um, um meetups and sessions are to come. So next month is going to be a surprising one. Uh, you will come to know soon. <laughs> I love it. I'm so pleased that, uh, you know, I got to meet you in December, of course, and uh, and have a fantastic evening out with you and and uh, quite a bit of the community um, in, in Singapore. That was a lot of fun. And uh, what I really liked, you're a good host, you know, so uh, fantastic. Thank you for that. Um, are we ready to do some quick fire questions? Our time's already flown so quickly. Are you ready for some quick fire? Yeah? Uh, sure. Here you go. What is something you think everyone should do at least once in their lives? Um, meditation. Yeah, good. I agree. I agree. Would you rather hear good news or bad news first? I would hear the good news first because it uh, at least gives that energy and boosts myself to be prepared for the bad news. I like it. I like it. Good, good, good logic. What's your most used emoji? Oh, well, the the big smiley with the teeth showing all the time. So I just do sarcasm comments and just put that to be in safe side. <laughs> what was the last thing you completed on your bucket list? Yoga, I'd say. So I learned yoga from a couple of schools, but I was not regular. But recently, last uh, three weeks, uh, I've been regular. So I just found one of my trainer who was apparently one of my colleague uh, when I started the career and he's uh, training, uh, doing online training from Bangalore. So he's just doing remote training. Yeah. Very cool. Describe your worst date ever. <laughs> uh, I didn't have a such <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I'll let you pass if you want to pass. I understand. <laughs> So you don't have one? No, nah, no, nah, not just it. Okay, that's good. That's good. If you could write a book, what would you write about? Um, well, I would write about uh, work-life balance and uh, keeping yourself uh, mentally and physically healthy in this, you know, um, fast-forwarding world. Like, you know, that's, that's something which I am trying to do and definitely write a book once I master that. Okay, give us give us a couple of tips on work-life balance. Well, um, to be honest, after this uh, COVID, uh, uh, lots of things has changed personally, uh, in fact, to me, because earlier there were only few of uh, independent consultants who do work from home, but now it's become the norm. Even I'm not sure after the COVID uh, you know, uh, gets 
uh, Saul, I don't think uh, it's going to be back like uh, no, before that. Definitely companies are going to look, uh, trying to do this remote work as much as possible to save the cost. And you know, it's, it's better as well. It's convenient to the people as well. So with that, um, having a work and you know, family in the same uh, house, it's not going to be easy. So it's, it's the same thing like you, know, you just get up your morning, uh, do the morning routine as you do as you do it when you go to the office and, you know, uh, dressed up well, not definitely in boxes, at least, you know, uh, track suit or uh, uh, T-shirt and just sit in front of the computer and do two to three hours of works, go and make the lunch, or eat the lunch, come back again, two to three hours and then a tea break, a coffee break and then one or two hours, then yeah, close it. So this is something we have to think our a room as the office there's no other way to do this and definitely last thing is an important thing is to as i say uh, do meditation and uh, do positive affirmations so during this tough time uh, these two might help a bit to keep ourselves uh, mentally healthy and you know stay strong mm-hmm. i like it I, i think these are all fantastic tips Before we go, if people want to kind of follow what you're blogging about, what you're saying on Twitter, etc., where can they find you? So I have a blog on the name of uh, crmindian.com, but I have not actually blogged uh, in recent uh, two, three months, but I'm planning to do now. So that's my uh, next uh, focus to have more blogs and video blogs uh, in the product. And in Twitter, they can follow me at at crmindian. That's my Twitter handle. And um, I'm quite active in LinkedIn. And Twitter as well. So if they can reach out to me, they can always reach out to me in LinkedIn. Hey, thanks for listening. Listen, every year I run the 90-day mentoring challenge. I'm actually thinking of maybe running it more than once a year now because of so many people are interested. If you're interested in some, uh, you know, free, you know, career guidance and, and how to be a consultant and work across the the power platform we cover a range of subjects communications you know charting out your career being an effective consultant which of the technologies should you focus on how do you engage with microsoft in the community a whole range of things you'll see there six different cohorts that we cover over a 90-day period if you're interested take a look at nz365guy.com forward slash 90 day mc and uh fill out your details and and let's have a chat Uh, If you can't remember that address, just go to my website and you'll see the word mentoring uh, in the menu there. Full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guide.com forward slash 209. See you next Thursday.